just believe that you can't suspend us. I want to get right into this conversation. Uh, I'm happy to have a good friend joining me on the podcast tonight. This man is a triple threat when it comes to making music, a producer, a rapper, and accredited songwriter. Let's not waste any time. Connor, my man, what's going on? Hey, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I know you were traveling when we last spoke on the phone, but you're back in L.A. now. You know, when we last spoke, you were headed out to New York about a month ago or so now, but why don't we just start there? You know, I, I know you shout out Cleveland, you shout out 216 in your music. You know, of course, I know where you're from, uh, but why don't we, you know, let people know where you come from originally, where you live now, and all of that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Sam and I went to high school together, actually. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Cleveland, Ohio, and then I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, so I was in Boston for a minute, and then uh, now I'm in Los Angeles. I've been in Los Angeles for five years now. Cool, cool, and and how is L.A. now? You know, are, are things really as bad as they make it out to be on the news and in the media? I mean, it depends on what you mean by bad in what ways, you know, the ways, yeah. Um, it's definitely a crazy place. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the portrayals of, of LA are completely wrong. <laughs> so you wouldn't say that, you know, there's the mass exodus of California, you know, a good amount of your friends, they're staying put, they're not leaving you. Oh yeah. No, I mean, that's all bullshit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So let's just get into, you know, you released this project, your last project, horny singles in your area. Uh, before we continue, do you want to let people know where they can listen to it? Everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Napster, anything. Literally anywhere. I want to know first, you know, what's the story behind the name of the project? And then second, you know, I know it's only been out for a couple of weeks or so now, but what's the reception been like so far? Yeah. So, the, yeah, the title, Horny Singles in Your Area. I don't know. I just thought that would be a really funny name for an album because it's so ridiculous and so like it's like even when i was so I, when i was sending the the final like files to my manager to put through the distribution and stuff the email got blocked because it was like a spam filter it was like horny singles in your area <laughs> like they, they blocked it because they assumed that spam if anybody is typing horny singles in your area i just thought that was funny because it's like it's so stupid um, I don't know. And I, and I like, uh, I think also a personal thing of just like, I think presenting myself in, in like an overtly sexual way is like, because it makes me uncomfortable or it's like, I'm afraid of doing that. I'm doing it as like a way to like face my fears almost. <laughs> and I think it's funny too. Um, but no, no, oh yeah. No too sorry um uh, or what were you gonna say no I was just gonna I was just gonna say you know that that makes sense but I, I don't want to you know cut you off definitely you know how, how's the reception been over the past couple of weeks I mean it's been good it's like it's a slow grind like I'm not a I'm not a huge artist already like I have certain songs that like 
do pretty well on the internet or whatever, but it's, it's very different than like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process. You got to win one fan at a time. It's, there's no fucking, there's no cheat codes to it. You really do have to win people over one by one. So, um, but this is now, this is definitely the best reception I have ever received in my career. It's not like insanely huge, but um, it's been nice. It's been, it's been awesome. No, definitely. I'm not sure if you know, but you know, my favorite song from the project is a puzzle piece. I'm wondering what's, what's yours. Do you have a favorite song from the project? Puzzle piece is my favorite too, actually. Yeah, that's, I, I have it on repeat, you know, every day. Uh, so, you know, definitely thanks for putting that one out. Uh, one of my favorites, but can, can you talk a little bit about maybe how you first got into making music? I mean, you know, what was the hip hop or the rap scene like back in Cleveland? I mean, shit, I've been playing and making music since I was a baby. I, I come up, I, I come from a musical family. My, my, my dad, my brother, my uncle, all drummers. I was playing drums when I was a baby, whatever. Typical like musician family thing. Um, but also my brother is a producer and has been a producer um, like since way back then. He's 12 years older than me. So I was just like, I would literally like be 10 years old hopping on his computer and like making beats um but yeah so i've just always been obsessed with music it wasn't even like a question whether or not i would pursue it it was just like duh this kid is gonna do it um but yeah i mean literally i started releasing music on myspace in middle school when we were when we were in like sixth seventh grade i was i was releasing music and um i wouldn't say i was like a part of a scene until high school when I started putting stuff out and hanging around a specific there's a specific street that obviously you know because you're from Cleveland but people that people that don't know there's a street called Coventry in Cleveland uh Cleveland Heights specifically um this street called Coventry was at that time sort of like a cultural hub like there was there was a lot going on at that on that strip and specifically this clothing store called Heart and Soul was kind of like my introduction into what the Cleveland music scene was just through like me hanging out there and like trying to meet everybody that was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner, uh, well, RIP to Heart and Soul, that, that store does not exist anymore, but uh, the owner or one of the co-owners, Vince, uh, DJ Esso, um, basically just like let me kind of hang out. I would go hang out there and and meet a bunch of these people that I was basically a fanboy of. Like I was just a fan of these like rap groups like Kiel and Smokescreen, like um, Cleveland-based artists. And I would just go and try to like soak up game basically at, at like whatever, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that I, that's a long-winded response, but but that was sort of what started the process of me, like, being a part of a music scene at all. No, definitely. Definitely. It sounds like it's sort of, you know, well well ingrained into who you are, you know, your, your human nature. So, 
you know, I'm going to be honest. One of the things that I, I did to get ready for this conversation uh, was read some of the comment sections under your posts on Instagram. Uh, and I noticed that a good amount of people, you know, they comment about how they found you and your music sort of randomly, but specifically through the Explore page. So clearly, you know, you figured out, uh, you know, the algorithm game when it comes to working the platform as far as, based on what I can tell, you know, being able to reach new followers and having some success with the engagement. So I'm curious, how do you stay on top of the social media trends that change so fast when every day you're trying to put out new music, reach new people, and grow your audience? I mean, it's twofold. In some ways, yes, I do. I feel like I have a good grasp of how to make the algorithm work in my favor. But at the same time, if I really, really had it down, I feel like I would be in a very different place. If that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would be on a whole, whole other level. Um, but yes, to an extent, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where a whole bunch of people have found me is because of, because of the algorithm, mostly on Instagram. And that's what's ironic too, is I started this process of the daily song. I've been doing these daily songs for now. Today was day 318. And I started them because of TikTok. But the real growth and any real benefits I've gotten have come from Instagram, which is crazy because that wasn't even the intention. Um, but it just started to turn into that. I don't know. I, I, my philosophy about finding an audience on social media is really just like, of course, there is the, the strategy of playing to the trend, playing to and responding to trends. And of course I do that to an extent, maybe I'll sample a song that's popular or maybe I'll reference something that just happened in, in pop culture, but I don't think that it is a very like it's not as fruitful as you would think where like you can go you can have something do numbers but it's really hard for it to translate into people actually giving a shit about you so like me so so like or even here's an example so I did that law and order svu song I was gonna ask you about that yeah so I did a Law & Order SVU joke meme song in 2020, just like for fun. It was, it was funny. It went viral on Twitter, but not really viral anywhere else. Like, not really. Sort of, not really. Um, it went viral on Twitter. Not crazy viral, but, you know, hundreds of thousands, whatever. Um, it's, it, there's a difference between, like, going viral... And just like getting a bunch of eyes on you really quick and like people giving a shit about you and wanting to actually like continue to consume. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. So that song went viral. And of course I got some followers out of it, but it was more just like, oh, I like this video. It wasn't like, oh, I like this guy. I want to follow this guy and support him all the time. It was like, oh, okay, this is funny. I like this. 
but no one really gives a shit beyond that. So, and I remember thinking after that happened, being like, damn, like, that's great. This did some numbers. That's cool. But how am I ever going to get this type of reaction off of something that is just me doing me and not me like fucking around and like joking all the time? Like, I, I was like, how the fuck am I going to get the this type of reaction off of my music my actual music and i think my i think the decision to do these dailies was the best possible thing just because it removed the it, it, like the algorithm and everything feels like this illusion it feels like this thing that you can't really interact with it feels like this thing you don't have control over um but me posting every single day and seeing how what happens every single day made it not a mystery anymore it's like okay this is how it works like <clears throat> I don't know it's just this weird it's really weird it's a weird thing <laughs> I've now like I don't think there's a real point in creating for the purpose of the algorithm there's a point in creating consistently which mm -hmm. helps the algorithm Mm -hmm. so the consistency is what feeds the algorithm i don't know i don't know you, no, you know no. i i do it it's funny because as i'm you know uh just coming over one year of doing the podcast one of the things that i sort of you know question or sort of battle with is the idea of consistency versus entertainment and which one for you know the purpose of what i'm trying to do is going to be more important for, let's just call it longevity. So I, I definitely understand, you know, where you're coming from. The algorithm game is an interesting one when it, you know, comes to trying to grow your audience and um, like we're talking about, reach as many people as possible. But yeah, my next question. If I could add one more thing on that too. Yeah, sure, sure. So what I, one thing that I, that I realized going from my my previous internet persona and like music persona to where i'm at now the understanding of so i used to do goofy videos that wouldn't even be me making music maybe it was slightly related to music but it would be completely just a dumb fucking video because that's what people do on the internet to try to go viral I was doing it just because it's fun. And of course, like, yeah, of course I wanted to do numbers, but I was like, okay, I just wanted to make content period. But once I realized that like people started thinking that I was just a guy trying to be a comedian and not a musician because I was just making content that wasn't me making music, I was like, that's a problem. So then, so now I was like, okay, if I'm doing daily songs, I don't give a shit if this is the the like absolute like most like perfect thing for the algorithm or like if this does crazy numbers. I would rather someone come to my page and be like, I know exactly what the fuck this dude is about. I know this is a guy. Okay, he is a guy who writes these songs and produces these songs and plays these instruments and does whatever the fuck he wants. That is more valuable to me than like, me having a funny video that goes viral and then afterwards me explaining, Hey, also I do music. So 
you know, you're using social media in a unique way to differentiate yourself from other artists that I've seen. You know, we've known each other for a while now, and I know you've always been early to the different social media platforms. So can you just talk a little bit about where you initially got this idea from to make a new song idea every day and share it on social media? And I know, I think I saw that you just started streaming on Twitch recently too, more of you actually creating the song behind the scenes. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, so the origin, I didn't really have a big plan. I saw on TikTok a bunch of people basically becoming famous overnight, doing little 10-second loops. It was usually musicians playing, you know, jamming with themselves or whatever and, and shit like that. And I was like, oh, I obviously I could do that. I need to make more content. Let me just do one. And I did one and just did some vocals randomly. I didn't really think much of it. I was like, all right, I'm going to just do one of these. And then I was like, well, I, I should be consistent. So I did another one and then it just snowballed. And now I'm on day 318. So it wasn't like a big master plan per se. I mean, it it definitely turned into... A thing because I mean even the, in the first like the first like 20 days or so people were so confused they were like what are you doing like why why are you doing this? like I mean people were into it they were loving it um but they were like what the fuck what is this is this an album did you pre-plan all these and I'm like no this is I'm just doing these every day uh yeah and then probably six months in six seven months into the process I started streaming on Twitch or I don't know how many months but a month or so ago I started streaming on Twitch every day or pretty much every day um of the process and and just like showing myself working on it and and allowing people to see the process and ask questions and hang out as I do it, which introduced a whole other level of stress. And I think, you know, the natural next question is just in general, you know, where does this inspiration come from? Because I know a lot of people are probably scratching their heads. You know, you've been doing this now for over 300 days without skipping a day. So yeah. How do you come up with this? I don't know. It's abstract. The creative mind is, is confusing. I, people ask me how I don't get writer's block and I'm like, I do. I mean, that's the people's idea of writer's block is completely wrong. It's like you, it's not, it's not a stopping point. That is just a point that you have to like, it's a point that you're going to reach no matter what, but you have to find a way to push through it. And I have found ways to push through it and sometimes it's like torture and every day is really fucking difficult but I kind of work in a very abstract almost like I almost work backwards conceptually where I mean, of course I'm building the track first I'm building the the beat and the instruments and whatever I'm doing that first to like get the vibe to build off of and then 
lyric wise and vocal wise it's very open it could be anything i'm just trying to find something that catches my ear i'm just trying to find anything maybe it's a word it's a phrase it's something that is catching my ear that i can build around and a lot of times that's not even it it's not even the first line i'll think of something and then that's like the final line of the song or something but it's just like some little tidbit that i can pull something out of that I can build a concept around. That's more what I'm looking for. And just me being open to it being anything is what allows me to, to do it. And also being okay with it, not being the best thing of all time every day. Mm -hmm. And and, and I'm curious, do you ever feel any pressure when it comes to people maybe asking you to drop the full version of a song after maybe you've only posted the 15 or 20 second clip of the idea? I feel that pressure every day. I see the comments. I read the messages. It's people hitting me up every single day being like, yo, where's this one? Where's this one? Where's that one? And there's so many that it's really overwhelming that I I have a lot that I have to extend and finish. But it's also, I mean, when I see that, I'm mostly just grateful that anybody even gives a shit because... There were times in my career, of course, and a lot of people have trouble getting people to even care enough to even look at the first idea. So the fact that they're hearing this snippet and and coming back like weeks, months later, being like, where's that when I want that is super flattering and exciting to me and keeps me going. It keeps me excited to make more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, you, you know, you've got some of the most creative and abstract music videos that I've seen from an artist. And I, I noticed that you've connected a couple of times with this video director, Midnight Nelly. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about how you two linked up? I mean, do you plan on putting out videos for any of the songs from this last project? So Ernie, who has multiple handles, Late Night Nelly and Band-Aid Nelly, <laughs> he is, I don't, we were just, we've just been friends. Um, he, he went to Cal Arts in like right outside of LA with, um, with my friends that went to Cal Arts and we just became friends and we have similar sensibilities and sense of humor and interests in creative weird shit a few years ago i did the the song called myspace with the music video of like me and the myspace whatever so that was the first thing that we did and it was very low-key it was just like i my my friends victor and dimitri had a green screen and victor has a has a nice camera so it was like oh like let's just shoot something and ernie knows how to do like 3d like vfx graphics stuff and I just was like, Ernie, you want to try to do this, do this shit? And obviously he went crazy and made the sickest video. Um, and that just turned into this ongoing working relationship uh, that, I mean, I definitely plan on, on working with him for a long time. Um, I, and I think that's an important thing too, that, that's overlooked often is having a, a, a 
actual connection and working relationship with the people who are helping you present what you're doing is like I'm this is a music video for my shit this isn't like a separate thing this is like really a calling card so it has to be really on point and and stick with the vision so having somebody like Ernie to who is down for these crazy fucking ideas that I have and and then he has even crazier ideas it just becomes this this like beautiful collab Mm -hmm. no definitely I'm looking forward to uh, you guys to connect again and for any of the upcoming music videos that you put out so I'll keep my eye opened uh, and on that now I'm curious on the project that you put out before horny singles in your area attempt three you have a song called Mercury that I think you released as a single maybe before putting out the project. But if you can remember, you know, can you talk a little bit about what it was like to make and put out that record? Yeah, that's another one. Well, that's my biggest song. So I don't know. It was just another daily song. I did one. I didn't remember even making it. All of these are a blur to me. (laughs) I have all these, I have all the behind the scenes film, everything all the time. And I, I went back and watched the footage and I remember it was on my friend Raf's birthday. (laughs) And it was also on the day I made that on the day that the extended version of my song Ozone was, was released too, which was, which is a, funny thing because ozone was the other biggest song before that um but i don't know i mean i my process is is not as like i'm not coming at it with like oh here's this like pre-thought out idea it's like i'm just kind of feeling it out and i remember posting the mercury snippet and being like no one's gonna fuck with this this is kind of whack whatever and then all of a sudden that's my biggest that gets the biggest response out of anything I've posted in this entire series that has, that one has the most um, mm-hmm. out of any of them. And yeah. So that was the first one when I started to like really start to gain more followers. That was the song that did it. And it just kind of, is, it's still growing. It's still growing. It's, it's, it's over a hundred thousand on SoundCloud. It's a, it's like about to hit a hundred thousand. I think tonight on Spotify, it'll hit a hundred thousand. That's just completely organic. I haven't done anything to like, I'm not doing like Spotify promotion or like, mm-hmm. uh, promo- it's like all organic. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's fucking awesome. And, and speaking of promotion, marketing, things like that, you know, based on, you know, what I can see, it looks like you're doing this all independently. So what's that process been like as far as, you know, getting your music out, distribution, you know, the, the whole sort of back end that goes along with, you know, being an artist? Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, I'm independent. I, I mean, in terms of distribution, it just goes through. So my manager, his name is Taylor works at a distribution company called in groups which is under universal 
And that basically gives me the ability to, he can kind of just put my shit right through. And he has a lot of control over over all of that, all of the distribution. Anything distribution related, he can pretty much just like make it happen, which is great. Um, So that's been really nice because obviously I've always just had to do it myself. Um, So it helps to have, have him there, but it doesn't really help with like, on the marketing standpoint, it's like the marketing has to be completely me. It's like, he can be the one to, okay, he's going to make sure it's on Spotify, Apple music, all these places, but I have to be the one to figure out how I can get people to actually listen to the shit. Um, and that's social media. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, now on, on this last project, you know, when we talk about inspiration and lyrics in the song Heights, you have a line where you say, Somebody asked me how I got so much soul. Bitch, I'm from Cleveland, that's O-H-I-O. I just want to say, you know, before we get out of here, you know, thank you for putting on for the city that we grew up in. Uh, you know, you've really been doing your thing, putting out really great music during a time when the world really needs these positive vibes. So, uh, again, thank you. Um, and just a couple more, you know, being that you've lived in L.A. now for about five years, uh, I'm wondering, do you have any sentimental feelings towards the Staples Center changing their name to Crypto.com Arena? I know off camera, you know, you and I have talked about NFTs before and crypto a little bit. So just wondering what you think about all of that. Real, real quick on the somebody asked me if I got so much, <laughs> I got so much so line. Is somebody literally asked me that I played a show on Halloween. I threw a show on Halloween in L.A. And this dude that I don't know uh, came up to me and was like, how like, <laughs> how do you get that much soul? And I was like, bro, I'm from Cleveland. That's where it came from. But yeah, the Staples Center, Crypto.com Center, that shit is crazy to me. But it's just also like, even, I mean, we're used to it, obviously, the Staples, Staples Center, that name, but it's literally the same fucking thing. It's just a big-ass company buying the naming rights. It's not like, like, Staples Center sounds like a stupid name, but we're just used to it. <laughs> but, uh, but we're just used to it, and that is, you know, that, that's, that's American capitalism, baby. I mean, the crypto.com center is really terrible. I, I'm I'm more like, I don't really give a shit about the fact that it's crypto whatever, like or, or the fact that it's crypto.com even, but just the name crypto.com center is not a good name. When in Cleveland, so the, the Gund Arena turned into Quicken Loans Arena. Quicken Loans is a terrible name, but at least it could be called the Q. But now it's the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Terrible. Worst name in the whole league, I think. <laughs> Terrible. No, I, I, I was definitely, you know, wondering where that came from, sort of out of left field. Uh, you know, I, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, you know, this arena that we've known for all of our lives, Staples Center, Kobe Bryant, you know, you associate the two. It's like, oh, we're going to change to crypto.com. But I guess it's sort of fitting with the times, right? So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But the, the, the last question I, I had for you before we get out of here, um, 
you know, going back to that same song, uh, Heights, you have a line about having, you know, a thousand more songs still left in the tank. And, you know, I'm looking forward to you putting those out, but outside, excuse me, but outside of your music, is there anything else that you want to let people know about anything else that you're working on before, you know, we get out of here? Uh, that's, that's hard. I mean, music is the main thing. I am definitely going to be releasing um, NFTs. And if you're a listener and you hate NFTs, you can just forget that I said that and you don't need to yell at me. Um, I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, uh, a lot of people, anytime you say anything about NFTs on Twitter, you just get just totally destroyed. Um, but uh, whatever, I don't give a shit. I'm going to make some N- NFTs. Um, I mean, those are the only things that are like worth promoting for mm-hmm. me. Uh, just my music, my dailies, whatever. I mean, meanwhile, it's like, I've been writing like screenplays and stuff. I'm hoping to get some uh, some some of these like TV shows and movies made, which is uh, you know people people are gonna be like, oh, how are you gonna fucking? I'm gonna fucking do that shit. So I I wrote <laughs> I have like multiple scripts. Um, it's fun. So. And uh, yeah, I'll probably get into some get into some acting, you know. All that, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have anything really to plug other than my music. No, no, it, it, it's all good. I I just wanted to give you an opportunity to let people know, sort of, you know, anything else that you're working on, anything that you're looking forward to in the new year. Um, but I just want to say again, you know, thank you for you know spending some time with the podcast tonight. It's a great conversation. Uh, I'm looking forward to anything and everything that you have to put out and keep up the great work. This has been another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.